Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the most important ministries probably in your area, in your city, is a ministering group of people who are ministering to women that feel like their life is in crisis and they're helping them to see the value they have in God's eyes. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper. And today we want to talk about the ministry of Preborn, American Family Radio. We partner with them quite often to put ultrasounds in uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the United States and because it's such a vital work. But why is it vital? Why is it important? Why should you or why should your church look at that as an opportunity for missions? Well, you're not only looking at that child that's in the womb that is precious in God's sight, but you're also looking at women and some men who come. They're also precious in God's sight. There's no one that God doesn't care for. He cares for them. And in this great time of difficulty, what an opportunity to step in with the love of God, working with the truth of God. Love and truth going together. Nathan, that sounds like a good combination. Yeah, we're commanded to speak the truth in love. And if you try to separate one from the other, it takes away from from whichever one you think you're speaking. Because that's who God is. Yeah. In the Bible, there's two things. It's obvious. Be ye holy, for I am holy. We love him because he first loved us. God is love. Those two attributes for God are so meaningful yeah. and so real that they're just, that's what really they're built on. You remember the commandment first was love God mm. with all your heart, and the second one is love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. It sounds like love and truth of who God is and who we are. And so God loves us in spite of our sin and uh, sometimes we make other people sin a lot worse than the one that we've done. I know a few people who are hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. They make what they've done unforgivable. Mm. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about some women and men who have been connected with abortion, where they have committed that, and they're both involved, and they now feel guilty. But we're talking about the God who wants to set you free. And the reason he does is because we're made in the image of God, Nathan. Yeah. And every human being on the face of this earth, whether they're in the womb or out of the womb, whether they're at the beginning of their life or at the end of their life, every person is precious to our God, aren't they? They are. They're, each of us, every person, is created with a purpose, and they have intrinsic value to just their life to who they are, um, not based on their values, not based on what they do or what they may or may not can contribute to society or to a family. That's aside from their value that God has given each person. And it's because 
we are all created in God's image. In Genesis chapter 1, God said, verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, of the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You see right there value, and you see purpose. Being created in God's image means a lot of things. We could kind of make a quick, off the top of our head, list of what that entails. It involves uh, emotions. You know, we have the ability to experience emotions. We have uh, thought processes, and we have decision-making abilities. Those are just a few. Yeah, when you think about the image of God and all it means, I, I'm like you. I do not believe you come to a, to a list of ten things and it ends. Right. It is so intrinsic in our very being and mind, will, and emotions, those three that makes up our heart, our soul, our body, our spirit, those three, the Trinity, yeah. there, there's so much that is involved in it. But the issue is the value that's placed upon that. Mm. It does not say anything about the rest of God's creation. A horse is a beautiful animal, I think most people. Uh, I play this game with our grandsons. Two of those are yours. John White's not quite old enough to play this game, but for Jude and Andrew and Caleb, what's your favorite animal? And just about every time in the top three or four a horse is going to be in that list. Mm. They're they're beautiful animals. But yet, as good as a horse is, as valuable as a horse was and is in some countries today, yeah. they're not made in the image of God. And so they're, the importance of manhood. And that's why pre-born, their ministry is so valuable because they don't just see the value of that baby that's in the womb that, yes, we're desperate to save. And yes, that's why many times on AFR, this programming, you hear us talk about that on, on the other programs. They talk about the value of the judges seeing that and having that as a natural law that we're valuable to God. That is important. But also, the woman that walks into those clinics because they're in desperation for some reason. We don't always know their desperation, do right. we? Right, no. But yet... They're in the image of God, and we're not asking them, sacrifice them for them. That's not the issue. And pre-born and those ministries, I don't know how to say this, you get more than you think you do because many times it's a a child being saved, but it's also a soul being saved and coming to Christ. Mm. And when that happens, most of uh, these clinics, they have discipleship courses where they teach that mother-to-be, as she has decided to keep that child over 80% of the time when they have it on ultrasound, they decide to keep that child, put that child up for adoption. But in the ones that I'm aware of, they offer a discipleship program involved in mentoring and being a good parent. That's important. The discipleship part, we're not just called to make converts, so they're not asking them to be saved and then turn them loose. The value is coming alongside them and saying, we're going to help you along this journey. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to that idea of being made, created in the image of God, that's a part of it. And we can look at this, what the Bible teaches, missionally, have that perspective. Um, When God created people, human beings in his image, what that really means is, is we are 
created to reflect God's character and who he is. And so discipleship brings that back. You know, it's through sin, whether it's wrong choices or just sin that we are born into and open rebellion against God. We, we lose, we don't lose the value of who we are created, but we do lose that purpose. We've lost sight of that purpose. Here in Genesis 1, it's to have dominion and to rule, but also to reflect God's character, to extend that over all the earth. And through in discipleship and the discipling process, people are saved. They are trained and learn how to go about reflecting God's character in the world. And that is part of being made in the image of God. And that's what salvation brings, that component of reflecting God's image to everyone, to all the nations, to our neighbors, to the next generation. And the church is called to do this. And a church that would team up, partner with a crisis pregnancy center that values every human being, that born and unborn, that they're made in the very image of God. What a mission that is, that you could support them financially, that you can be a part of what they're doing by volunteering and say, I know there's purpose in my life, and I want you to realize the purpose that's in a person's life that is in difficult circumstances. And so that is what we're trying to convey here on Exploring Missions, that you can be on mission for God, whether you're talking to someone one-to-one or if you're in a discipleship program, if you're on a missional program, let you know that you're in the image of God and the people that you're talking to are very made in the image of God. And Nathan, the word that you've used, we are created and saved for purpose. Mm. What value there is. Listen to this testimony about what God is doing as he is going about making disciples. Our guest today on Exploring Missions is Dan Steiner. Dan, welcome. It's great to be on Exploring Missions. Yes, and it is good to have you. Matter of fact, you're here on a mission, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> you stay on mission from what I observe. Well, it's, uh, it's great to partner with AFR. Well, it's good to have you here. And the mission is Mission Preborn. And uh, I hear it all the time. I'm a radio listener of AFR, and there'll be a clip about preborn and the difference that is being made in babies' lives being born and the mothers of those babies. It's an awesome, awesome ministry, brother. Well, uh, it's because of our awesome leader, Jesus Christ. Amen. And when he, he calls someone to the mission field, he calls them to make a difference. And that's what together with your missions program, all the programs here on AFR and Preborn are doing together in offering free alternatives to women to abortion on demand here in America. And the mission statement, I love it, to glorify Jesus Christ by leading and equipping pregnancy clinics to save more babies and souls. That kind of sets it apart from some of the other clinics, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, there are several national pro-life groups in America. Some are out there to try to change the laws locally and nationally. Some are protest organizations. Some are pregnancy center-related organizations. Ours is we run and lead pregnancy clinics, but we also have a heart to give that mother an introduction to Jesus Christ. We're evangelists to abortion vulnerable women, Bert. And so this is our real heart is that that mother should come to know Christ. Let's take two women. Let's say woman number one comes into one of our clinics 
And uh, she does not choose life. She wants an abortion. She goes ahead and has the abortion. Where's that baby that next second after the abortion? It's in heaven. That baby's in heaven. You are biblically correct. Woman number two, scenario number two, the woman comes in. And we talk to her, show her baby on ultrasound, and she chooses life. Baby is born, grows up to be an adult, dies as an adult, never receives Christ. The mother didn't receive Christ. Where are the mother and the baby? They're in hell. They're, they're lost forever mm-hmm. in a terrible place. And so the, the pro-life movement, abortion, the gospel is the answer to it. The gospel is the answer to abortion, changing hearts and minds. And, uh, you know, we have thousands, tens of thousands of women that walk into our center every, every year in our centers across America. They need Christ. And so this is just the perfect opportunity for the gospel. I got to make, you know, a confession right here on public radio. That's why I'm doing this is because of the gospel. Saving babies is a tremendous thing. When you hold a little baby in your arms and you look into his eyes and you think what could have been, you know, could be laying in a trash bin dismembered behind a planned parenthood, planned unparenthood, more accurately stated. Mm. But instead, it's a beautiful little baby. So we're all for saving lives, but saving souls is even more important. So we try to lead women to Christ. And this comes about by you guys placing some very important instruments in the place of these clinics where you find them. And what, what is that you're trying to place there now, Dan? Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we put ultrasound machines in pregnancy clinics. So if, if, if a woman walks in and they try to just talk her out of it, Maybe they're successful 40% of the time, but if that woman hears her heartbeat and sees her baby on ultrasound through ultrasound and Doppler on one of these ultrasound machines, 80% usually choose life. So it's a game changer. It makes all the difference in the world. So our job is to get the woman into the clinic through online marketing, connect with her, showing her that we care, loving her that is, and then showing her the truth of the humanity of her baby so that she'll choose life. And so love and truth, the sword of the spirit, uh, is right there. You know, truth and love, uh, we see that as God introduced Jesus Christ right in the world. So we behold the only begotten of the Father, uh, full of grace and truth. Yes. When I uh, hear this, and you ever heard a picture's worth a thousand words? Well, a picture on the ultrasound of the baby <laughs> is worth lives. Yeah. I would say it's more important than a thousand words, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's really fantastic. And and so this is taking place all over America. Yes. And uh, you're doing this with in, with clinics that already exist, and but they could b- do a better job by having this ultrasound. Yep. And, yep. and do you have, uh, when you place these ultrasound machines into these clinics, there's training that takes place. There's everything that takes place. Yeah. And also, these places are ready now for mission. I, I would call it a mission point. People talk about planting a church, which I'm all for. We oh, do. Yeah. We talk about this on this program all the time. But here you have an, a, you know, the possibility. I, and I want to use the word dozens, but dozens doesn't do it justice. We're talking about hundreds of lives being changed yeah, for Christ. We have seen, you know, over 1,700 lives through the middle of 2019 choose Christ and over 11,000 babies saved as well. And so the machines are an integral tool if a center, if they have a machine and it breaks or 
if they need a machine, you know, to come up with an extra fifteen or twenty thousand, that's tough. You know, these are hand to mouth little nonprofit operations, and so you get a big voice like AFR behind it, it can make a tremendous difference. And AFR has partnered with you for three years now, or is this a fourth year or third year this, that we're... this may be coming on to our fourth year? In fourth January. year, yeah. A difference has been made through the AFR listeners. They're part of the mission, aren't they? In other words, we say mission preborn. Yeah, you're you're the leader, and you got other directors and people, but those that give and share, they're part of that ministry too, aren't they? Yeah, that's exactly right. If you're listening and you've given an ultrasound, you know, sponsored one for twenty eight dollars or five for one hundred and forty by going to preborn.com, preborn.com, uh, which we thank you for that. That ultrasound could could have a tremendous difference. I remember a couple came into our center here recently. They were wanting to have an abortion, and you know they didn't want their life messed up, and their life was too convenient. Baby wasn't in the plans, and uh, the boyfriend they were lockstep for abortion. So they took them back to the ultrasound room, and an AFR listener had underwritten that particular ultrasound scan that afternoon. And when the ultrasonographer operator got the picture up on the screen, there wasn't one baby. There were two. There were twins. And the boyfriend was the one that spoke up, and he says, well, I don't know what we're going to do. That's going to change all our plans, but I know what we're not going to do. We're not going to take the life of those babies. And they chose life. And that was the guy. That was the guy. Yeah. He was we, the first one that spoke up. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes when I've had the opportunity to share with uh, a lady who's had an abortion before, you know, and we go through, she's filled with guilt and we're trying yeah. to deal with the forgiveness that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Many times it was that pressure by the boyfriend or husband it's sometimes yeah. oh, that yeah. caused them to go. And here mm-hmm. you held the guy speaking up first. Uh, don't all the, all these guys, they're not so hard hearted, are they? I guess a, not. A picture even makes them look at what life really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have two, two little babies, you know, floating around on the screen and you, and their lives hanging your balance of your decisions, pretty sobering. And so, you know, it's important to, our culture has deluded our society into thinking that it's dehumanize them or that our rights are more important than the life of a baby. But uh, when you actually, the gravity of seeing the baby hanging in the balance of your decision that an ultrasound brings into focus, that's a sobering reality that really shatters the fabricated lies of our culture that this is a blob of tissue or a mass of cells. You know, when I look back, you know, I study history. I'm not saying I'm a history expert, but I look back at it. When we started turning from a biblical worldview and started looking at it from secular and worldly and man being the Lord of his life and everything, abortion began to grow in acceptance and everything. So part of what we're doing at AFR, along with preborn is trying to understand three things, as I understand it. One is the gospel of Jesus Christ changes lives. Amen. Amen. That life is of God, and, and from conception to the last breath. But the other one is we're, we're trying to develop a, a biblical worldview, that Amen. this life is from God. And when you start reading the scriptures and you see David talking about life, when you see Paul that you know, and when you see Jeremiah, yeah. you know, read Jeremiah and what right, he said about right, life. Right. Uh, 
man, we shifted from that biblical worldview to a more secular worldview. It opened up a lot of areas that I would say are satanic attacks upon our society and people. And here's preborn Naafar. We're saying we don't need that because it leads to destruction and death. That's what Satan came to do, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So the pinnacle of the national now religion of America, which is secular humanism, where man is the ultimate moral authority and it's subjective to his viewpoints. And uh, the ultimate expression of that is I can choose to take the life of my child. And all of that is brought to us by divorcing ourselves from the Judeo-Christian ethic. Now that secular humanism is ensconced in the pillars of our society, media, the arts, government, education, they're all, you know, have completely walked away from the Judeo-Christian ethic of, of you know, the sanctity of life yeah. and, and all of these things. And without revival, we're in a pickle, man. We are. Our guest today is, again, Dan Steiner, Mission Preborn. And I, I want to say this, that, that story you told me about the young man seeing those twins in ultrasound, I have to go back to the man being real men. There you go. The, I mean, I of all the issues, and I, I we're I think we're staying on target here, but I think it's a wider area that we're looking at. When men would step up to be the man that God created us to be, a lot of those issues, like abortion, sexual identity. Those things that are really coming against us and really against the gospel because it's sin and being accepted. If men stepping up to be men that God intended them to be, what a, a difference in our country. You're just talking about a revival? I believe that revival would take place, brother. Yeah, I, I do think that. Um, and we challenge the men when they come into our clinics. You know, this is your son or daughter we're talking about here, guy. You know, man up. Yeah. Tell them straight up. Yeah. Because a lot of times if they'll be supportive, that woman will choose life. That's right. One more thing about after the child is born in these clinics, they're not left out there to dry. That's that's a lie of the left, you know, saying, oh, you care about that baby and not the mother. That's not true, is it? I, I'm very familiar with several. Every one of them didn't yes. have this aftercare. Yeah. They want to take care and help and equip that mom and that dad to, to be the kind of parents that that baby that is born into the world, and especially when they get saved, they really follow through with it more often, don't they? Yeah, that's right. So we offer baby clothes and diapers for two years after baby's born in most of the clinics across America for free to those that have chosen life. It's one thing to say, you know, you shouldn't have an abortion, and this is a baby and all of that. But what are we going to say as Christians when she says, okay, so then are you going to help me with cribs and car seats and baby food and all that? And to that, we say, yep, we'll do that for free in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a gift. The gift of Jesus Christ for our salvation, and then the gift of life and helping begin. You know, when I think about that, I can't help but think about discipleship in Barnabas. Barnabas was there for those young believers when they were being saved up in Antioch, the Jerusalem church. They sent Barnabas up there because they were new believers and they knew Barnabas would give it. When Barnabas got there and he saw what was going on, he said, I know another little bit new follower of Christ named Saul at St. Uh -huh. I'm going to go get him and bring him back. 
and again and again. That's what I hear you saying about preborn. We're trying to help them physically, but there's that discipleship part of it for the new believers as well. Absolutely. Uh, we're in close league with the church to be able to, uh, once a girl comes to Christ in the center, to get her into a mops group, you know, mother of, of preborn children or, or into a, a Sunday school class or cell group, and just the support and encouragement and reinforcement of this Christian worldview you were talking about there in the church. Super important not to birth spiritual babies, right, and then not care for them. So that's a big part of what we do. And one more thing. It's like a pebble in the pond. Yes, when that lady is saved, that baby's life is saved, it influences others. And that's amazing. What is it, that old adage, and it was true, evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, and here's this baby that is born. And you look at that baby and you say, yes, and she tells her story, and it has an impact in, in evangelism. And so the mission just doesn't stop there in that clinic. It goes out in the community then. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's many in that woman's sphere of influence that are Im- impacted by her decision, as well as the counselor in the pregnancy clinic. And many of you might want to consider being a counselor in a pregnancy clinic, if you're listening today, who can lead a woman to Christ and then go back to your cell group and go back to your church and say, Bring the girl with you that came to Christ and say, this girl came in and I led her to Christ. They come to us. We don't have to go find them. What a great opportunity for evangelism. Yeah. Be ready to give an account of the faith that's in you, man. They're coming to you and say, why are you working? I mean, you know, it makes a big difference. Two things. I said the last thing, but I got two more things. (laughs) Uh, You've already told about how people can get involved. They can go to preborn.com. Yes. And they can look at helping with the finances there, can you give online? You can give online at preborn.com or you can call us on your cell phone at uh, hashtag 250. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and then say keyword baby and that'll, that uh, keyword will trigger you into our awaiting operators who are willing to help if you want to make a donation of $28. That'll supply an ultrasound machine. I'm sorry, an ultrasound session for $28 for a young woman for free for her. 140 will supply five of those sessions for five women, or maybe even you can do a machine for 15 grand. So uh, just as the Lord has prospered. The last thing I promise, you are talking about churches getting involved, and you spoke at a church that had been involved directly in providing these machines. You mean churches can do this? Uh, yeah, this is a mission project for them. Uh, this church, by the way, has saved over 5,000 babies over the last five years where they've placed probably 10 machines as mission projects. So... Maybe you're a pastor and you're saying, what can I do about this issue? Because the great danger for us as evangelical 21st century Christians is that we hear all of these horrible things, the shootings around us and abortion and and homosexuality, and and we just digest it and move on and not take a proactive, definitive uh, strike against these things or or to make a difference. But, you know, as a pastor, that's a good way to do it. Take on a pregnancy clinic or an ultrasound machine for a pregnancy clinic as as a missions offering. And that could make a tremendous difference. You mean people don't just have to come to church, sing a song, give an offering, go home? They can do more than that? <laughs> they certainly wow, should. what a, what a great idea, yeah, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Faith love works after all, right? Yes, it does. Thank you for being with us today. My pleasure, brother. And it's always a joy to have you, brother. It's my pleasure, too. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. And we want you to be on mission for God, and you never know 
how it might happen. It might happen by making a phone call or getting online. But do it and do it today. Thank you.